Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord, only you can steal. Father, thank you for a brand new day this morning. Thank you, Lord, for the grace, for the privilege to come into your presence this morning. Lord, I magnify the King of Kings. I magnify the Lord of Lords. I magnify the God who is sufficient, who is sufficient for every situation. Lord, you are faithful. Indeed, Scripture says that your mercies endures forevermore. From generations to generations, Lord, you remain God. And so, Father, we give you praise this morning. We give you all the glory in the precious name of Jesus. We worship you, Lord, just for who you are. You are Jehovah. There is none like you. We worship you this morning just for who you are. You are Yahweh, and there is none like you. Be glorified forevermore in the precious name of Jesus. Father, as we read the word this morning, as we learn in your presence, we ask, Lord, grant us wisdom, grant us understanding, and cause your name, Lord, to be glorified in our lives. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. All right, let me say a big welcome to everyone joining in to devotion this morning. I am Murphy Eyenike. All right, we continue reading the book of First uh, Corinthians. Yesterday we read First Corinthians chapter one and two. So today we read two more chapters, chapters three and four. But before we read chapters three and four, uh, just like I felt we should have yesterday, um, Acts chapter eighteen. Okay, if you had read Acts chapter eighteen from verse one to twenty-three, before reading First Corinthians chapter one and two you have a little, you know, a little understanding of what Paul is writing about, okay? So before we read chapters 3 and 4 today, I want us to read, you know, Acts chapter 18 uh, from verse 24. Um, yes, let's, let's read from 24 to the end. Because, yes, it's about Apollos in Acts chapter 3 and uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and 4. The Corinthian church were comparing, they were comparing Apollos and Paul, and they were trying to take sides. So you understand what happened. Remember that in, so in Acts chapter 18, Paul had, you know, after arriving, arriving here, okay, in Corinth, um, first of all, there were initial problems, uh, but after overcoming those problems, Paul stayed and then with sustenance and the rest of them, you know, to teach here for about one and a half years. During the period, you know, he was able to connect with Priscilla and Aquila, you know, and together, you know, they were, they were reaching this church. Priscilla and Aquila were pastors, but they were also tent makers. And Paul also was a tent maker. So Paul did not want to put burden on this church he was working okay so he was working and he was pastoring at the same time 
Okay, so after that, Paul left and on comes Apollos. Okay, and then on comes Apollos after Paul returned, returned to Antioch of Syria. Okay, so in verse 24, it says that meanwhile, a Jew named Apollos, Acts chapter 18, verse 24. Meanwhile, a Jew named Apollos, an eloquent speaker who knew the scriptures well, had arrived in Ephesus from Alexandria in Egypt. You see that? Apollos was an eloquent speaker. He was also a Jew like Paul. And he knew the scripture well. He had arrived from Ephesus, from Alexandria in Egypt. He had been taught the way of the Lord. Okay? Uh, he had been taught the way of the Lord. And he taught others about Jesus with enthusiastic spirit and with accuracy. Okay? So, I want you to be noticing the quality of the qualities of this guy named Apollos. Okay, he had not only been taught the way of the Lord, but he himself could teach it with enthusiasm. He had an enthusiastic spirit and he taught with accuracy. He says, however, he knew only about John's baptism when Priscilla and Aquila, okay, whom Paul had stayed with or worked with or partnered with with the Corinthian church. When they had him preaching boldly in the synagogue, they took him aside and explained the way of God even, even more accurately. Okay, Apollos had been had been thinking about going to Achaia, and the brothers and sisters in Ephesus encouraged him to go. They wrote to the believers in Achaia, asking them to welcome him. When he arrived there, it proved to be a great benefit to those who. Uh, who by God's grace had believed. He refuted the Jews with powerful arguments in public debate. Using the scripture, he explained to them that Jesus was the Messiah. Okay, so just like Paul, this guy, you know, could argue points. Just like Paul, this guy had results. Okay, just like uh, Paul, um, he had, you know, recommendations. Okay, they had recommended him to come, to come here. And I'm telling you, he was delivering results. He had an enthusiastic spirit. He taught with, he taught with precision. He taught with accuracy. He was eloquent. He knew the scripture. He knew the scripture very, very, very well. Okay, so, um, so that is the person that we are now going to read about as we go to first corinthians chapter 3 and 4 okay so go to first corinthians chapter 3 and 4 remember in chapter 1 uh, first corinthians chapter 1 paul was talking about division in the church some were saying i am for i am for paul i am for apollos i am for peter i am for jesus now you understand it better okay so at that level it's it it seemed broad but now in chapter 3 it will focus between paul and apollos so you understand that paul in quotes was the pastor in quotes the pastor before apollos okay so i hope someone is learning this morning was in quotes the pastor before apollos (laughs) 
and now this new pastor seems to be more eloquent and accurate and more enthusiastic. Paul was Paul in their eyes was boring. That old man, eh? When he's teaching, we'll be sleeping. Eh? This is a pastor. <laughs> now let's read 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Paul and Apollos, servants of Christ. Dear brothers and sisters, when I was with you, I couldn't talk to you as I would to spiritual people. I had to talk as though you belonged to this world or as though you were infants in Christ. Okay? So, by the time Apollos shows up on the, on the scene, uh, these guys were no longer babies. Paul stayed there for one and a half years, almost two years, teaching them the scriptures. So, Paul is saying that, look, when I, was, when I started teaching you guys, okay, I had to bring you literally from the beginning. I could not teach you, you know, meat, if you want to use that word. You know, I had to assume that you were you were babies i could not talk to you the way i wanted to when i wanted to explain something now apollos wants to explain something he's explaining the complexity of the scripture and everybody is shouting wow wow if he had come two years ago and was explaining the complexity of the scripture like that to these people they would have been looking at him like a fool Yes, because they would not understand. Remember that this church was majorly, they were majorly Greeks. They were not Jews. They were not Jews. Apollos was a Jew. Okay? So, Paul said, I had talked as though you belonged to this world or as though you were infants. You were infants in Christ. You know, you were still, you were still unbelievers. I assumed you were still infants. You just became born again. And so, I had to take you from the basics. He says, I had to feed you with milk, not with solid food, because you weren't ready for anything stronger, and you still aren't ready. <laughs> so even though Apollos is giving you <laughs> strong things, <laughs> I am your father. I was the one who raised you from the beginning. And I can tell that even what they are teaching you right now, you are not ready for it. Because even the one I gave you, you are not digested properly. Why, how, do, how does Paul know? Because of the attitude and the behaviors that were coming, that were, that were coming out of the Corinthian church. You will learn, you will learn, you will hear a lot more about some of the things that Paul will address on later. Paul said, I had to feed you with milk, not with solid food. So I am, my first question to someone this morning, what do you eat? Do you eat milk or do you eat solid food? As a Christian, so I'm not talking about baby food. Though. <laughs> I'm talking about the word of God. Peter says that desire the sincere milk of the gospel. Desire the sincere milk of the word of God. Okay, that is what we eat to grow. The word of God. So, it is classed into two. It can be milk and it can be solid food. It can be meat. <laughs> Yes, Paul will eventually tell us that strong meat belongs to those who by reason of use have exercised themselves to discern between good and evil. Or maybe let me just say the writer of Hebrew will tell us, okay? So Paul was telling them here, no, I could, I had to feed you milk. You could not eat solid food. So what do you eat? Do you eat solid food? Milk is for babies. 
meek is for learning, you know, for, for, for those who are just starting. It says you were not ready for anything stronger. You still aren't ready. Say for you are still controlled by, by your sinful nature. So when you meet baby Christians, they will still be controlled by their sinful nature. It doesn't matter how long they have been born again. These guys have been born again over two years. Okay? But they were still being controlled by their sinful natures. And they were in the led to Christ by, by, by Paulo, eh, the apostle. They were still being controlled by their sinful nature. Since you are jealous of one another and quarrel with each other, doesn't that prove you are controlled by your sinful nature? Aren't you living like people of the world? Okay, so you can we can always tell when the sinful nature is the one in control when we look at the results that are coming for your life from your lives. Paul would explain that better in the book of Galatians. He says, When one of you says, I am a follower of Paul, and another says, I follow Apollos, aren't you acting just like people of the world? So the church had become divided. Yes, that was what was happening. I follow me, me and for Apollos. No, ah, Paul was better. Paul was better. In fact, when Paul was teaching us, you know, this one that this man will be using BBB grammar. This man called Apollos. You know, we'll be using BBB grammar. I don't like him. <laughs> Someone say, no, I prefer the, I prefer Paul. Someone would say, no, it's like this is this BBB grammar that me I'm enjoying. When Paul is teaching us, he will be explaining things, and and sometimes self you somebody will sleep, you somebody will sleep. Paul says that I aren't you acting just like people of the world? See, after all, who is Apollos? Who is Paul? We are only God's servant, through whom you believed the good news. Each of us did the work the Lord gave us. Did you hear that? Every man of God is simply a servant eh? every child of god remember i said we are all ministers is simply a servant okay don't don't put us in trouble and don't put yourself too in trouble don't put us in trouble you know ascribing to us what what and who we are not some people will come before men of god be bowing before them as if they were gods and i'm telling you uh, yes, my pastor, one of my pastors, says that pa- power corrupts, and absolute power corrupts absolutely. Pastor Iyadeboye, okay. So when you when you let people you know, uh, you give them or put them in a place where, if they are not careful to remind themselves that they are only still servants of God, then you put them in trouble. Ah, I pray for every man of God listening this morning. You will not be put in trouble. Yes, I pray that you remember this morning that you are a servant of God. Paul says that we are only we are only God's servant, through whom you believed the good news. Each of us did the work the Lord gave us. I planted the seed in your hearts, and Apollos watered it, but it was God who, who made it grow. It's not important who does the planting or who, do, who does the watering. What's important is that God makes the seed, the seed grow. So Paul saw saw himself as the one who began the work. And he was not jealous. He was not jealous of Apollos. Apollos just came to continue the work. He planted Apollos' watering. But it's not important who planted or who is watering. 
If there were no seed there, uh, what will the watering do? Nothing. At the same time, if the seed was there and there was nobody to water and take care of it, what will happen? Both scenarios, the seed or the plant will die. Yes. So Paul acknowledges Apollos. Acknowledges Apollos just the same way he acknowledges Barnabas, even though they fought and they separated. Okay, each person had their own work. Since the one who plants, verse 8, the one who plants and the one who waters work together with the same, the same purpose. I just wish we will remember this in the church. We work with the same purpose. There's no need comparing ourselves with one another. Paul will go on to tell us, yeah, that those who compare themselves with themselves, they are fools. Yes, and I know that you are not a fool. Since the one who plants and the one who waters work together with the same purpose, and both will be rewarded for their own hard work. For we are both God's workers, and you are God's field. You are God's building. Do you hear that? Every one of us put together, we are God's field, and we are God's building. It is because of God's grace to me, I have laid the foundation like an expert builder. Now others are building on it. But whoever is building on this foundation must be very careful. We must be very careful how we build the work we do in the body, in the body of Christ. We must be very careful. Why? We will give account. Paul will tell them. 11. For no one can lay any foundation other than the one we already have, Jesus Christ. There is only one foundation. There is only one way to the Father. There is no other foundation. It's Jesus Christ. 12. Anyone who builds on that foundation may use a variety of materials. I, I pray this morning, God will give you wisdom. Eh? You will see that there is no need comparing churches. There is no need comparing men of God to one another. There is no need. Ah, oh, it's these people that know God. It's these people that know God. Oh, Paul says, anyone who builds on that foundation may use a variety of materials. Eh? They are, they, are, they are buildings, okay? Uh, some people are building on this, on, this, on this foundation. They are using gold. Some are using silver. Some are using block. Some are using wood, okay? But eventually, it is the building of God. It is the field of God. And each person will be rewarded for their work. Since anyone who builds on that foundation may use a variety of materials. Gold, silver, jewels, um, wood, a or straw but on the judgment day fire will reveal what kind of work each builder has done hmm fire will reveal it eh there are some wood eh they will put it in the fire it will not burn because it was done with the right art and it was it was done properly whereas there will be some gold eh that they will put there Hey, they were building with gold and they were they were dancing everybody was praising them but it was done with the wrong art it will burn it will melt away it says fire fire will reveal what kind of work each builder has done so now that you know that fire will reveal the kind of work you have done ah please pay attention to the kind of work that you are doing in the body in the church at home with your husband at home with your wife with the ch- with your children in the community be careful the kind of work that you are doing 
fire will reveal what kind of work each builder has done. The fire will show if a person's work has any value. If the work survives, the builder will receive a reward. But if the work is burnt up, the builder will suffer great loss. The builder will be saved, but like someone barely escaping through a wall of flames. Okay? Very important. I wish I had time to explain the complexity of that. They will be saved. Okay? Comparing ourselves with one another, what counts is that this person knows Jesus. We might be different. What counts? We might be building differently on the foundation. What counts is that each person knows Jesus. Says, don't you realize that all of you together are the temples of God and that the Spirit of God lives in you? Don't you realize that? God will destroy anyone who destroys this temple. For God's temple is holy and you are that temple. Stop deceiving yourself. You are God's temple. Take yourself as God's temple. Cherish the fact that you are the temple of God and walk, yes, live on this earth like the temple of God. Since for God's temple is holy and you are that temple. You are holy. Did you hear that? Stop deceiving yourself. If you think you are wise by this world standards, you need to become a fool to be truly wise. For the wisdom of this world is foolishness to God. As the scripture says, it traps the wise in the snare of their cleverness. Job chapter 5 verse 13, God traps the wise in the snare of their own cleverness. And again, the Lord knows the thought of the wise. He knows they are worthless. Psalm 94 verse 11, He knows that the thoughts of the wise are worthless. Be careful how you are building on this foundation. So Paul says 21, So don't boast about following a particular human leader. Hmm, For everything belongs to you. Stop boasting. My pastor is better. Ah, hey, this is the reason why I go to this church. It's final. Ah, just be sure that the reason why you are building on that foundation is is right okay as the right value because fire will test it he says um so don't boast about following a particular human leader for everything belongs to you whether paul or apollos or peter or the world or life or death or the present and the future everything belongs to you and you belong to christ and christ belongs belongs to god hallelujah i just pray that god will give us wisdom this morning i want you to spend time meditating on this chapter okay because i'm telling you if we understand first corinthians chapter chapter three it will reduce the division in the church yes it will reduce the division in the church all right let's move to chapter four um it says so look at apollos and me as mere servants of god of Christ, who have been put in charge of explaining God's mysteries. We are, mere God, we are merely servants who have just been put in charge of explaining God's mysteries to you. So now, a person who is put in charge as a manager must be faithful. A steward must be faithful. A manager must be faithful. God has given you, put in your heart, your, your that passion for this role in church do it with faithfulness god has put in your heart or has given you that role in the society as a father as a mother as a friend do it with faithfulness 
Paul says a steward, a person put in charge of a role, must be faithful. Say, as for me, it matters very little how I might be evaluated by you or by any human authority. I don't even trust my own judgment on this point. My conscience is clear, but that doesn't prove I'm right. It is the Lord himself who will examine me and, des- and decide. What is Paul saying? Be careful how you are judging. <laughs> we like judging, comparing people. Ah, this person is better than this person. This person is better than this pe- person. Paul says, don't, don't do that. Even me, I don't trust myself, Paul says. And I'm telling you, this mindset God gave me very, very early. Lord, just give me the grace so that whatever I am building will last. Yes, Lord, it will last. Verse, okay, let's move on to our next verse. Verse 5 says, so don't make judgment about anyone ahead of time before the Lord returns. For it will bring our darkest secrets to light and will reveal our private motives. Then God will give to each one whatever praise is due. I, I learned this from Brogbili Akoni. Ah, he taught one, one very powerful message. You know, and it was from this, from this verse. Okay? So you would think that when we get to heaven, you know, Jesus says the first will become last and the last will be first. <laughs> when we get to heaven, you would think that it is the men of God, the Pope, the Bishop, the Apostles that will be front. Because the Bible really tells us that we will shine like stars. Okay? And we will have different re- levels of glory. So you would think that they will be the one that should be shining like stars. <laughs> Poor ones. <laughs> Don't judge. Eh? You will be shocked eh, that there was, there's one one woman, one old woman, one one person unknown that no you you don't count as anything. And this woman was the one that upheld all the men of God that you are looking at. Eh? Her own work was not important to you. In the eyes of God, she was upholding everybody. She is the reason why they were even saved. She is the reason why they made it to the end. You see now, eh? It is about you doing your own part doing what you have been called to do doing it with faithfulness so paul says don't judge eh? when jesus shows eh, shows up he will reveal everybody's inner secret eh? he will reveal everything and then he will re- he will reward us he will reveal our private moses then god will give to each one whatever praises you says dear brothers and sisters I have, u- I have used Apollos and myself to illustrate what I've been, have been saying. If you pay attention to what I have quoted from the scriptures, uh, you won't be proud of one of your leaders at the expense of another. For what gives you the right to make such a judgment? What do you have that God hasn't given you? And if everything you have is from God, why boast as though it were not a gift? So Paul is saying, please, don't put us in trouble. Don't put me and Apollos in trouble. Don't be comparing us. There is no, there's no need. Eh? Apollos has his own, his own gifts, has his own way of, of doing things. Okay, And that's fine. He is unique to himself. Don't put us in trouble and be comparing us with one another. He says, you, you think you already have everything you need. You think you are already rich. You have begun to reign in God's kingdom with, without us. I wish you really were reigning already, for then we would be reigning with you. Instead, I sometimes think God has put us apostles on display 
like prisoners of war at the end of a victor's parade, condemned to death, we to, condemned to die. We have become a spectacle to the entire world, to people and angels alike. Okay, so some of them were saying, "Who is that Paul? Is that is it not? Is it not that 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 man that that have been having so much trouble?" Eh? Is it not that one that they are they have been dragging in Jerusalem that they have been persecuting? Eh? That they almost killed in Thessalonica? Eh? I don't think that that guy is a man of God, Jerry. That was how they were thinking. And Paul was saying, I just in my eyes, it just looks like as if God puts the apostles, puts us on display, you know, trying to show us to, to the world. Okay. So it looks as if we are nothing. Because you we must learn that in God's eyes, we all of us are nothing. It is in Christ that we shine. Ten, since our dedication to Christ makes us look like fools. <laughs> but you but you claim to be to be so wise in Christ. We are weak, but you are so powerful. You are honored, uh, but we are ridiculed. Even now we go hungry and thirsty, and we don't have enough clothes to keep warm. We are often beaten and have no home. We walk, we walk wearily with our own hands to earn our, to earn our living. We bless those who curse us. We are patient with those who abuse us. We appeal gently when evil things are said about us. Yet we are treated like the world's garbage, like everybody's trash, right up to the present moment. Hey, when God is rewarding them in heaven, like my pastor will say, don't stop judging judging my harvest where you don't know the seed I planted. Look at Paul's seed. Since I am not writing these things to shame you, but to warn you as my beloved children, for even if you had 10,000 others to teach you about Christ, you have only one spiritual father. For I became your father in Christ Jesus when I preached the good news to you. So I urge you to imitate me. That's why I have sent Timothy, my beloved and faithful child in the Lord. He will remind you of how I followed Christ Jesus, just as I teach in all the churches wherever I go. Some of you have become arrogant, thinking I will not visit you again, but I will come. Yes, Paul will eventually visit them again, but I will come and soon. If the Lord lets me, and then I will find out whether these arrogant people just give pretentious speeches or whether they really have God's power. For the kingdom of God is not just a a lot of talk. It is living by God's power. Did you hear that? The kingdom of God is living by God's power. So why do you choose? Which do you choose? Should I come with a rod to punish you or should I come with love and a gentle spirit. Hallelujah. The kingdom of God, it is living by God's power. And I pray for you this morning, uh, you will live by God's power in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. So what have we learned this morning? There's no need comparing one person to another. There's even no need comparing your children with one another. Each person is unique in their own way. There's no need comparing your father and your mother. Each person is unique in, in their own way. They have their own assignment. But here he was even comparing men of God. There's no need comparing them with one another. Each has their own assignment. Okay? So just take them for who they are and, and work and work with them. The big lesson we ought to learn. Uh, second lesson we learn 
is that look each one of us are building because the church the entire body of christ okay is it's is god's temple and we are all building that temple up paul wants us to be careful and i'm warning you this morning to be careful okay be careful how you build be careful how you treat your brother how you treat your sister each one of us one day we stand before the master to give account of ourselves and i pray this morning that you you will be able to give a faithful account in the mighty name of jesus lastly paul says that in this kingdom we live by god's power yes in this kingdom we live by god's power and i pray for you this morning you will not be ashamed in the mighty name of jesus the power of god will find expression in your life in the mighty name of jesus as you live by christ as you live today trusting in jesus you will overcome every obstacle the devil throws your way in the mighty name of jesus father we say thank you this morning thank you for the lessons we have learned help us to be united help us to love one another help us not to compare ourselves with one another in the mighty name of jesus father as we resolve today to live by your spirit to live by your power lord let there be a demonstration of your spirit in our lives let there be a manifestation of your power help us to make a difference in jesus mighty name we pray amen all right thank you so much for listening today god bless you please remember follow us on spotify god bless you have a great day